Well, welcome to this week's Talking Dairy City podcast. We'll be discussing the pivotal few days from the, the race for the Premier Division title. We'll be asking if Derry's title race has been run with 13 games to go after that 1-0 defeat against Shamrock Rovers on Monday night at Tala. Kev, it's obviously Rory Higgins doesn't think so after the match. He's not giving up that easily, but you know it's it's about almost now seven points behind with, with those 13 games remaining. Like, what, what, what did you think of the match and and the position now that that we're in. Look, it wasn't uh, where where Higgins wants to be, or Derry want to be, or the fans want them to be. Seven points is it's you know it's it's a, a lot they try and claw back. And fortunately for Derry, like it's it's been the same old story for a lot of this season. The same thing happened on Monday night, final third, a uh, lot of possession, keeping possession. You know, sometimes nice to watch. Sometimes playing on balls across the six-yard box, and and players weren't there. But in all honesty, Shamrock Rovers were dominant. Uh, let Derry have, in my opinion, have the ball in the second half, and basically says, "Well, come you and break us down. We're one nil up, and the more men you put forward, we'll probably hit you in the counter attack." Richie Todd a great chance at nil nil. John Kenny had a chance at 0-0, one-on-one. And Derry had only one shot on target at the time, and that was in the 45th minute, right on half-time. Adam O'Reilly, long-range effort, which, to be honest, if I had let on, I'd have been disappointed. So that says it all, the keeper was comfortable. And yeah. that's the worrying thing and the frustrating thing for Rory Higgins and Derry fans. You know, they're not creating anything. And if, to be fair to Rory, he did say that. You know, two thirds of the pitch were very good, but the final third is where one G matches. Derry didn't do enough at all, and haven't done enough in a lot of games uh, in the final third this season, and that's probably why they're seven points behind Rovers. Yeah, that's that's been their downfall. But and, and Rory said too, you know, the difference between Rovers and Derry on the night was Rory Gaffney, we bit individual brilliance, just out muscled. Ronald Boyce on the left, cut on side, and lovely be reverse shot under the corner. Like, but Derry just don't don't have the players. They do that sort of thing, you know. As as good a job as as Dummigan did, and it was great to see Dummigan back. He did it on on Gaffney. Um, you know, it was it was Boyce got caught out in that instance, but it just takes a wee moment of brilliance from somebody uh, who knows where the back of the net is. And, and as you say, that that's been Derry's downfall of the whole entire season. They, they very t- did say also too mentioned about how many games he's he's gone without us key players and and that's been a massive factor. Whether you say you know he's got things wrong or you know, overplayed players or got his team selection wrong, whatever excuses you or you or whatever wherever you want to lay the blame in terms of some of the results and performances, the massive factor you can't get beyond is that, that you're missing the likes of Duffy. McElhinney, Patching, Conley, Dummigan for, for the majority of the season and that's that's that has been the problem. Well it has, it's massive like and you know and to be fair if you look at the other way if Shamrock Rovers are down Jack Byrne, Yafney, Roberto Lopez at the back you know it's big players, there's no denying it but you know Stephen Bradley rightfully will say listen Alan Manis was our best player last year. Missed a good lot of the season after picking up the, the injury at the Brandywell. They've had so many suspensions at the start of the season that was just just getting laughable at stages. So they have been hit. The difference is 
unfortunately, from a Derry Southern's point of view, the Rovers are bringing in quality for quality. Derry aren't, and it's no disrespect to the boys that are coming in. But, you know, there's, you can't be losing the likes of Duffy, Domigan, Connolly, Patstein and Fats and expect to be trying to win a league title. It's just not going to happen. And, you know, they're, they're still on there. And as I say, there's still a lot to play for. You've got the FAA Cup starting up. You've got Europe coming up in a couple of weeks. But, you know, if you're Shamrock Rovers, you haven't even had top gear yet. Uh, you, you didn't win in your first six league games. And you're going on now, or sorry, you're going on after mid-season break and on the Europe, at least seven points clear at the top. I'll tell you, Stephen Bradley is just absolutely rubbing his hands and his squad's going, this is brilliant. This is, when do we get the four in a row medals? Now, Rory Higgins, rightfully, will be going, it's not over yet, and get at them. And to be fair to Bradley, he'll have wired his players the same way, and they're too much experience in the reverse dressing room to even think about that. But I'm just saying, you know, if you're in the reverse dressing room too, you're going, uh, you know, we haven't, we haven't started well, we're something, we're, we're starting to hit our peak towards the business end of the season. Yeah. Well, we've seen obviously coming back after the break. It was like they were on a, a poor run. You know, it was four without a one. And they had the, it wasn't a convincing uh, performance by any stretch against Cork and, and Friday night to Brandywell. But they got the job done. Happy days going on the, under the Shamrock Rovers game. Um, you know, we, we can talk a bit about the, the, that, that match and, and, I think Bratton Kavanagh would have been one of the standouts there to you in that match. It, it, it was the same in, in Tala, one of the, the better attacking players, you know, in that final third. Um, but all, other than that, they were sort of huffing and puffing. And then they got a, they got a goal uh, at, at the right time, just just before for the break. Uh, and then obviously, young Terry McGinty, it was great to see him just just sealing the one against against Cork too. So it was. Um, you know, it wasn't. It was nothing to write home about. It was just job done, I think. And then you're you're going on the the Rovers, and it was a vastly improved performance in terms of keeping the ball and and uh, playing lovely football up until a point. You know, and, and but we can repeat ourselves. It's just that that final third. There was a couple of chances with Brandon Kevin against Rovers where he's put the ball in the fantastic areas too, doesn't he, Kevin? You know, you're just wanting a striker to run on on the front post and knock it on, and you think, geez, that, that could have been a goal, could have been a great position going on to that game, having dominated the ball, be maybe a goal ahead, but nobody's willing to take a chance. We, we just don't have the firepower or, or the players that, that, that get into those areas and, and just like a, an out-and-out striker, that, that has been lacking. Well, this is up, and, you know, having... Sort of sat beside Gareth McLean down at Tala and uh, Charlie was doing a Ferdo foil. And he was right, like, you know, there were three times Brandon Kavanaugh whooped on left peg, lovely crosses, and flashed across the six yard box. And two of them free crosses, Derry had two strikers on at that stage, and McGonagall and Keane Kavanaugh, and not one of them got on there. And you just sort of going back the years gone by. How much there are missing in the Minzaid or Godrias Mark Farn? Just that striker to go on between, I was going to say two centre halves, but it's not. Now it's both three defenders. But you get me drift that, that just on the six yard box, getting in between the two defenders. And as I say, Lopez just, he, he won Man of the Match. 
Uh, I think it was a sponsor's gave that, or maybe it was Gartland was doing it for LOI TV. But either way, you know, it just sort of says it wasn't because he was underworked. It was because he just absolutely mopped everything up. Mm-hmm. Although we give a give away a corner last one up, which was which was incredible because it was a back pass. You were like, "What are you doing there?" Wasn't like him at all. But he just dominated, mopped everything up. It was great. I personally thought Gaffney was man of the match. I thought he was just not just his goal; he was just a complete handful the whole mm-hmm. night, uh, and, and and done everything. But from from there, you're right. Like even the even the Friday night, it just proved the tempo and the way they started at Tala was no disrespect because I expect Rory Higgins wanted a reaction because mm-hmm. he wasn't happy on Friday night. He was happy with the three points, but not with the performance because it could have went either way against Cork. Cork had their chances, and Cork wasn't going on half time. Going, how are we behind? And then when they went down the road, they were going, how do we lose the match? Not even at least get a point. They had, they had the post there, a one on one chance as well too. So very, very fortunate. Like I, I done hard as oak over the weekend Saturday. Like, but uh, it was it was it was about a tight one. So that's I couldn't get down the the tower last night. I wasn't feeling it, George. Just I think I, I swallowed half the the fun. Jumping under the water, but uh, so it hasn't done me as you can hear me through. I'm still getting a little bit tight there. But you, you were down at the match, you could chat and they Higgins afterwards, Kev. And uh, we'll just listen to what he's got to say instead of chat about hard as oak because I've signed you up for next year, by the way. But here's Rory Higgins. I think <clears throat> we started the game brilliantly for, right up. I know Richie Toyle has a chance, but right up until their goal, uh, we played the game in, in their half of the pitch um, and, and controlled it. They, they scored, I felt, against the run of play. Then we lost the composure for 10, 15 minutes and, and, and grew back in there towards the end of the half. But uh, second half, we had the lion's share of possession. Again, I felt... Um, and, and we controlled large periods of the game up until a point. Um, we got into good areas so many times and lacked that bit of quality, that final cross, the final pass, whatever it may be. But up until the point, their play was very good. And, and after that point, it, it probably wasn't good enough. And that's where, when you come to a place like this and you have control and you have... The opposition pinned in, that's when your your Duffies and your Patchings and your and your McElhinney's and, and McMullins and, and people like that come to the fore. We have to uh, wait until we get to that point, but our, our play was really encouraging um, in the first two-thirds of the pitch, but you don't win games in the first two-thirds of the pitch. You, you win games in the final third. and uh, Just disappointing when you come here and have good control of the game, not to get anything. It's definitely an uphill task. Um, there's no doubt about that. All right, so, listen, we've 39 points to play for. Um, we'll try and pick up as many as we can. And, and if it's good enough, great. If it's not, um, then it is what it is. But we, we, we still... Uh, there's so much to play for. We've, uh, we're not writing ourselves off whatsoever because I know um, that... When we get a wee bit of luck in terms of fitness, uh, we key players. We know we can go on a, an outstanding run uh, with Europe around the corner, FAA Cup around the corner. So there's so much to play for, and, and, and we're not giving up on anything yet. 
every game that goes by where you don't pick up three points puts a bit more pressure on you. So I've no doubt we can do it. Um, but as I said, we need to get we need to get key personnel fitting on on the pitch. Mark Conley started eight games out of 23. Cameron Dummingham started six games out of 23. Patrick McIlhenny started 10 games out of 23. Michael Duffy started 11 or 11 games out of 23. Uh, that's four of the best players in the whole country. Um, and uh, for us, they do anything and, and, and they try and win league titles. You, you, you need... Uh, like, I don't know any team around anywhere that can deal without four or five of, of their best players and um, but I, I to answer your question do I feel we're far off no I don't but they're seven points clear of us and, and, and that's the difference they get a Rory Gaffney gets a sniff and it's in the back of the net uh, well there was Rory Higgins there uh, not as not best pleased the result I felt like myself I'm not best pleased if I'm signed up the heart as Oak there's no chance of that there there's a better chance of me playing the whole children of Freddie Knight is doing heart as Oak next year but uh, no look he, he was he was frustrated uh, but as I say he knows himself you know he, he can't dominate so much possession down at Tala and not create a chance that that's where he was frustrated. I, I, you know, I I'd agree with what he's saying, and he did dominate, particularly in the second half. But I just have a feeling that Rovers, as I say, says earlier, we're happy enough. There, you keep the ball, do it if you like, because we're one nil up, and we don't think you've enough to trouble us. We've seen you in the first half, and he's a lovely position, but he's never got on, and we're confident on our back three. And our and and Pullman front and the back four, our back three, you should say, and say right, let's go, uh, come at us. And they were right. Derry couldn't create anything. Balls come on the box, but as I say, keep it on the shot they save. So look, we're going to sound like a broken record too many times, and and that's that's the worrying thing. But you know the windows opened up, so it's 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 getting boys on now. I think it has to be the the way it has to do it. Well, that's ex- exactly the impression, just as you said there, described it. That's the impression I got by watching it too, was was the fact that Rovers were quite happy to just sit and, and pick them on. They managed the game perfectly then, you know, because they, I suppose they knew that there was no sort of cutting edge in that team. And um, But but was really said there, like he's, I suppose he has to say it, but he's not writing themselves out of the title race. You know, it's still, I think it was already say 39 points they, they play for yet. Like, you, what, what, what would you think? Do you think, is there still a chance as you know there's going to be the distractions of the cup in Europe as you were mentioning there but um seven points is it too much to claw back considering the experience and the, and the strength of rovers now as as do, do they put maybe all their eggs in, in all our basket look I, I i think you have to look at the end of the day you're never going to say it out loud you're going to have to give it all but I think if he, he offered Derry again what they got last year, won the FA Cup in first and second, at this stage, you're going to take it. That's, that's been honest with you. Derry have to go on. And Rory alluded to it himself. An unbelievable run of victories now. There's no more... The more draws or defeats... Well, defeats can't really come in. They'd be brutally no honest with you. for manoeuvre now, as I You have to go on there. A run of victories now starting down at Shelburne, Friday night, how these victories come about, if you want to try and get on the title race again, it doesn't matter. You know, it's 
lovely in the eye. Everybody would love to be great, free-flowing football. Sometimes it's not going to be like that. Derry just need to go on a run of victories. But as I say, I think if you offered Derry fans now, finishing second, won the FA Cup again, you'll probably take it. I'm not saying that's a disappointing season by any means. I'm just saying this was the year you were really hoping you were going to be knocking on the door. And we're not saying it's not going to be knocking on the door and it's, and it's over, I think. But at, at the minute, it's it's concerning that they can't create chances, let alone score chances. And if you don't score or create, you're not going to win matches. If you don't do that, then you're, you're not going to catch Rovers. You see a lot of social media, a lot of negativity on the back of that result and, and recent performances too, you know, and directed at Ray Higgins as well too, a lot of stuff from, from the fans. And it's like, um, I, for me, I think, take, take a wee step back, have a reality check. I know there's been a lot of money and a lot of investment and stuff like that, but you can't expect it all just so soon. Like, you know, you want them to be closer than they were last year, the Rovers. Um there's, 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 they've been decimated by injuries by their best players and as we mentioned at the top so you can't you just can't sort of look ahead to that you know what I mean you just don't know that that's going to come but for me now at this point you, you've, you've got to think right there's a lot of positives now in terms of Dummigan coming back he's obviously kept him for that match specifically he must be ready to rock now um then he said that there's the other guys are not too far away. You've, you've got Paul McMullen on as well too, who's, who's a top signing and he's done fantastic work to get to get him over here. Like you know when the guy was you know one of the top players in the, the Scottish Championship last season. Like so those are all major boosts and, and stuff they look forward to. You know, going on the another like a lot of top top games like you know and a lot of important games. Well, they are and. It's just getting these boys back, as you say. If, if, if you can get on a bit of momentum, Rovers go deep uh, in Europe. If it's Champions League, Europa League, Europa Conference League, you know, either way, Stephen Bradley has, has basically went, travelled after last night's game. They go straight uh, out to the money tournament. Uh, the winners then will play them in the first round of the Champions League. He knows he can go out and see all four teams and see which one he's going to get. So, that tells you Europe is a be on end But for the be on end you have to win the league. And he's, you know, you're sitting now seven points cushion. Right, let's go. We've got the squad. Let's focus about Europe now. Let's get ready to rumble for Europe. And that's that's what we do. That's where hopefully, from Derry's point of view, if Rovers slip up, keep her, you know, take their eye off the ball. And Derry have to be ready to capitalise. And unfortunately, at the minute, they don't look as if they're going to. But you're right. He, People sometimes have to sort of step back, as you say, because it took a while for Stephen Bradley. He mm-hmm. took a lot, a lot of criticism from a lot of people, a lot of pundits. When there was a soccer republic would have been on, they would have guests on every week, and there would have been Stephen Bradley's days are numbered and this and that. And credit the Rovers board, they stood by him, and 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 they stood with him, and and. You know, the rest is history. They haven't looked back. And it took him a number of years. And it's going to take Rory. You know, this is what, second, third year, whatever way you want to call this. Uh, and playing as a manager, senior football. So he's going to make mistakes. He's going to take a time to get going. A lot has happened at Derry uh, since, since he's come in. Obviously off the field with his brother. And then he's in Rennie departing, getting Paddy McLaughlin on. Before Rennie came in, he had a full season virtually without a number two. 
So there's a lot that's happened, and the more things, from his point of view, he learned from it, and you just have to keep going. But I think people need to just step back, as you say, and sort of calm down, look at the bigger picture, look at the long-term vision where the club's trying to go to. Yeah, you just you just look at it. I keep harping on about it, but they could have won that match uh, at Tala if they had it. had somebody there on, on a wee bit of ingenuity in, in, the, in the final third, a wee bit of devilment, as he said. Like, and they've got that all just in the treatment room and the manner. But the Paul McMullen coming in, he says also that there's another one imminent, you know, whether that's Sam Todd or, you know, uh, centre half. You know, it's not in the, in the area where we... We actually needed it at the moment, like with, with all the other guys out, the creative guys, but um, potentially another an guy after that as well too. So we've got a few a few silence coming in, it's going to freshen up that squad. Maybe potentially another one or two might might leave, um, but but that's going to like inject a wee bit of uh, give him a, give a wee bit of injection under the squad, which is needed at this time, isn't it? Oh, it is surely, you know. McMullen looks like the, the man that's, that's ready to go and, and he, he's keen. Uh, he, he just he, he can't wait to get going. He's seen a few games now. He was at the Brandywell. He was down at Tala. He knows anybody that was at Tala last night was just going. The pitch was like a boiler table. There was five or six thousand there. The sun was shining. You were just going, oh, where's my boots? You know, anybody would have wanted to play last night. Uh, but look, it's, it's a case of you're right, Sam Todd. If it happens, uh, you know, young lad from Cardona played with there as a as a youngster knows the whole setup, and then he, he sort of he went down in the UCD. He's, he's got a lot of experience now on this belt at Van Harps and at UCD of senior football, coming back at a decent age to mid twenty, so he can slot on. Shane off lad, Sam would be like, but you know. He's, he's learnt a lot, as I say, particularly last year we played a big part in UCD staying up. Hasn't played much this year, having picked up injuries and I think he had a bit of, obviously, studying too his final year at UCD. So them type of things maybe held him back a bit. Uh, but look, it's, you know, I think Sam Todd's one for the future rather than this season. While I think up front is where I would say Rory Higgins will be looking at and I know, for instance, today, I think it was Paul Corey, yeah, ex-UCD man, was on RTE sort of saying, big man at the, uh, just left your holiday to go back to Lincoln. Freddie Draper could be a man that would suit Derry down to a tee. And to be honest, she, uh, I can't disagree with, with Paul. Like he's, anytime handful. we've seen him, he's been a handful. And, you know, he, he could have scored at least two or three goals against Derry this year, particularly even just... The last game down at the, at the Drogheda when Brian Barr made an unbelievable save. Uh, didn't deny him or to keep him out. And they also he hit the crossbar that night too. So, look, he, he scored goals. He's young, enthusiastic. Uh, he, he, you know, he's definitely a boy that you, you'd be looking at. And I'll be surprised if Ray Higgins isn't looking at him. Without a doubt, I'd say he's got a few admirers like, given his performances recently. He was sent off there last weekend, so he, he couldn't finish his, his loan spell like so he was recalled at a club there but definitely he's a big Boston centre forward he knows the league as well which is you know he's had that uh, six months or whatever like at the, at, on the league and uh, he's done it in a, in a, in a team that like the way Drahada play as well too so but you, you just think if he would have been there 
a Monday night, you know, and getting on to the end of them crosses, like he, he's the type of boy, hundred percent, the type of boy you would love to get on. And you know, Ray, Ray is, a, is a huge admirer. He, he spoke to us about him after after that match in Drogheda as well too. So, um, fingers crossed if, if they were prepared, they let him go again, let him come back back and uh, extend the stay in the league of Ireland. That would be a a, a great sort of. Capture there for Ray Higgins, wouldn't think, But um, I'm sure he's got all our irons in the fire too. Uh, I would I would agree. I would say there's, you know, you've now got cross channel clubs. The one that opens up, it's opened up over there. But if you're if you're a League of Ireland club, you're sort of waiting and waiting and waiting, and they they pull the trigger and who you can possibly get from England or Scotland. And I, I would say that's for Ray Higgins to be looking because you're not going to probably get much movement from. League of Ireland clubs because obviously you're in the same league. The team, maybe the strikers, you might be looking at the League of Ireland or teams that are trying to stay up or trying to fight for Europe or you know. So it's it's going to be difficult. You you might have to pay top dollar if you were trying to get somebody from a League of Ireland club, yeah. uh, and it would be similar if you were trying to get somebody from the Irish league. You know, a, a league bonus. It's talked about possibly going to cross the water. You know, uh, so look, there's so much that's uh, that, that's out there uh, that people are talking about a striker. But to be honest, same when I think it was a couple of years ago, maybe last year, I'd done a column in the journal chatting about the lack of an actual number nine. Mm. They don't really exist anymore. They're all number no. tens and playing the goal and all that. So once you, once anybody gets a number nine, they very much get them in long term deals and say. Top power to get them because I actually spoke to Liam Buckley after the pork match and on Friday night as well too, and maybe playing a wee bit of devil's advocate. Like, but I was just mentioned about Rory, Rory Keaton as well too. You know, obviously he's all that old. Like he's he's a he's, he's a guy who can hold it up. He, he's we've seen he can finish. He's, a, he's, a, he's he's he regards him as one of the best strikers in the league as well too. But says adamantly he's going nowhere in the short term. You know, so it's like obviously they they would be without a striker as well too. So it's not that wouldn't make uh, sense for them to get rid of him. But Max Mal is another one that would sort of strike strike you as a as a great sort of addition, like too, if you could get him from prize him away from Stigel. But you say like it's not easy done. People are going to do everything they can their player to keep their best players. Like, but we we, we got Paul McMullen. I don't know if you know too much about him. Like, but if, if we spoke to. Rory Higgins and and we spoke to Paul himself at at, the, at his unveiling on, on on Sunday at a press conference. Like so, we'll, we'll, first of all, we'll, we'll hear from uh, from Paul McMullen and, and and his reasons behind uh, joining Derry City, and then we'll go straight on the, the what Rory thinks of, of him and, and why he he sort of went they, they, they bring him to the brand of. Well, welcome to the club. I'm sure it's it's you had a lot of options. Like uh, why Derry City? I, I fancied something different. I, I did. Uh, I've probably played the last eight or nine years of my career in the Championship, bar one, where we went up to the Premiership, and I just fancied something different. The the appeal here. I'd been speaking to Mark for mm. a couple of months about it, back and forth, and kind of thinking maybe will we, will we, and everyone just kind of fell into place, and here we are. 
yeah, it's a, it's a big move as well to you know your 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 partner and your, your young child as well too. So moving over, a big commitment, isn't it? Aye, that was a it was a big decision in that aspect. In the football in terms, it probably wasn't that big a decision because I, I was excited about what Derry offered and all the bits and pieces. It was just kind of having that conversation with my family. Do we go? Do we not? And in fairness to my missus, she was she was keen to get over and try something new. We always kind of wanted to try something different. And while the wee man's still really young, it's not really taking him out of school or whatever, so we mm. thought now was the perfect time and now it's just up to me to make it worth it by producing the goods on the pitch. Yeah, and, and Mark, Mark, obviously you made a similar commitment and a big move for him and his young family as well too, so how much of a support has he been and an influence in getting you here? Ah, look, he's been, he's been great since we moved over anything that I've kind of thought, oh, I'm not sure about that, I'd text him within 20 minutes, he'd have an answer for me and he'd have two or three people waiting to help me, he's been... Honestly, we, we must we couldn't thank him and Rosa enough for the help. We've only been here a week and they've sorted us out with three and four different things. It's been it's made the transition seamless and made it feel easier. Whereas when you move country, you can kind of feel a wee bit stuck and not knowing what to do. Where they've been they've been great and it has made it so much easier. Now to leave on a high, having won the league and whatever and, and contributed a significant part was was probably a, probably a good way to leave Dundee and it's time to start a new chapter here and hopefully can have similar kind of success yeah and apart from what Mark's told you about it how much do you know about the league itself about the city and the area I'll, I'll, I'll be honest I don't know a huge amount like, like you kind of I'm looking forward to kind of learning as I go to be honest mm. I, I mean the the staff and whatever are great You've, I've sat in a couple of the meetings for the games now and the, the detail is very specific and whatever so I don't think there'll be any kind of issues going forward with yeah. things like that and to be honest I'm looking forward to I feel like I've played against the same 10 left backs for the last 9 years so I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing a couple of different faces and testing my skills against different people and for you like it's an exciting time they, they join the club as well I know it's midway through the season so in terms of, of, of getting up to speed with the league and everything else it might be a wee bit um, it might be a slow burner it might just fit on perfectly but it's in terms of the games that are coming up European matches uh, the FA Cup as well too, and, and a league title running like it's an exciting time. Aye, definitely. I mean, it, although I'm disappointed I'm not being able to be involved in the games until the first of July, I probably needed a couple of weeks just to get a wee bit of training or whatever. And uh, to be fair, they've worked us, they've worked us hard, and I'm sure I'll get worked hard again next week and then try and get ready for I think Sligo at home, so the first game I can play and hopefully make an impact today. <laughs> Rory, it's a um, big coup to get a uh, guy of his quality in, Paul McMullen, great signing. Uh, Paul's, a, Paul's a really talented player um, in his prime years now and I think he, he brings so much quality in terms of goals and assists and he was up for a Scottish Championship, he was a Scottish Championship Player of the Year nominee, uh, the season just finished so it shows the quality he has and, and um, having spoken to a lot of people about him. Uh, on and off the pitch, he, he fits the ball perfectly here. Yeah, he must have done a lot of work to get him here because I know they had a few offers on the table as well. He stayed in Scotland as well. I and um, I think Paul uh, is quite friendly with Mark Connolly, and Mark was able to fill him in on what it's like here and stuff. And and, and he fancied something different. He's been in Scotland for a long time. He fancied a change. His partner Kiva. Uh, has a lot of family in Donegal, so um, all them sorts of things. Playing European football, he's never experienced that before, so all the, all them things um, have added up to him coming here. And, and 
and hopefully uh, very quickly we can see what a talent he is. Okay, for, first of all, like he was on my wall in there. He was saying like he was had a fantastic season in the championship last year. He, he, he just fancied something different. Like you know, it's uh, it, it was that it surprise you that sort of signing. Like you know, because they had plenty of options on the table apparently. Well, this is up. You know, uh, you know, championship player, the year nominee. He was on the championship team of the year, and Dundee won the league. So you know. He definitely had options. There's no two ways about that. Uh, but he's been, he was saying, he was speaking to Mark Connolly for a number of months. I would say he played with Mark at Dundee United. I would say Connolly would have said, look, we're trying to go places here. We are going places here. And the cup final, 20-odd thousand down at the Aviva Stadium. I've never seen anything like it. You know, so for I think he, that put him in a good selling point then. He was chatting about his, his missus is from Donegal too, so mm. it's him we friends were maybe and he says himself he was just looking for a bit of a change. From Derry City fans' point of view, when you look at Matty Ward going, Ollie O'Neill going, Mickey struggling with an injury, Ryan Graydon, obviously we didn't see the future, but picking up yeah. a knock the end of Lopez, even though Rob Hennessy finally died on the that oh, was shocking. And by the way, it wasn't a penalty. And, and Rory did, did say yeah. that. I don't know what the angle was on TV. Lopez clearly gets a, a touch, but it's not a dive. It's just a, it's just no, a great tackle. Then he takes him out then afterwards. I <laughs> but Tennessee just was like you seeing both blown and getting the card out. But that's another story. He had, he but had no, time as well. Just the, he had time to think about Can you get sued for saying stuff in a pocket? I don't know. <laughs> but no, uh, no, I think. Basically, bringing him in, McMahon's uh, saying himself, he's uh, getting the fans off their seat and exciting winger and going. And down the years, you know, Big Hangs for Derry has been, has been a winger running at defenders, and, and that's what his game seemed to be about. And I think that's what sort of appealed him to come over here and, and have a look at it. And he seemed to be definitely keen and can't wait. And even sort of chatting when you interviewed him, he was sort of saying, no, I just can't, can't wait to get ready for the Sligo game. So he's already penciled on the actual game that when the window opens up and he's penciled on Sligo, I want to be in that squad. So yeah. that's encouraging. And it gives everybody else a lift, but it says a lot about Higgins sort of networking. Obviously, they played with Mickey Duffy at Celtic and they played, uh, played with Niall again too, didn't they? Like, and they they, they yeah. played with Mark Conley on the United. So, I suppose he's used all those sort of tapped on everywhere to all those contacts and 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 got got his man in the end. So we look forward to, to seeing him laying out um, wherever he plays. But uh, but I suppose we we can sort of look ahead now. They did the Shelburne match because matches coming thick and fast. See, where it's complaining about the 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 schedule. You know, we had the three matches before the break, and then you had a two-week break, and then your three matches straight on. Like you know, two two matches in Dublin, especially a week as well. So, I know he was complaining about maybe extending the season and stuff like that. But that is what it is. You're straight on. You're going down the the uh, Toka Park on Friday night. Like it's it's a nice easy one. <laughs> easy. Uh, and Duff and his number two, Joe O'Brien, were at Tala uh, last night. They were watching there. Uh, and look, Damien Duff's Shelburne, they're probably the hardest team to play against in the league. They don't stop, they give their all. 
they're probably a bit similar to Dieterian in terms of creating a lot of, lot of chances. Damien Duff's got a wee bottle of Jose Mourinho. I'm delighted by a clean sheet. And if we nick one, then that's even even more Brucey bonus. Uh, but you have to give credit to them that they, you know, they're 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 well organised, as I say, uh, and they and they have the frets up front. Uh, when they do, if they do get a chance, obviously Matty Smith, their fans will go all about them. So look, it's going to be tough. Every game against Shelburne has been tough, but Derry's record at Tolka has been has been decent. Uh, a lot of one nulls, and uh, it's I don't expect it to be free flowing. And a lot of goals, to be brutally honest with you, on Friday night. But as I said earlier, Derry just need victories. And uh, it has to start on Friday night. Aye. I would say Rovers have a, a, a tough one too. But the, you, just, you just don't think about Rovers now. You just got to think, as you say, about yourselves and getting those ones. And it's not going to be easy. But where, where are they going to find the, the goals from? Is, is especially in a, in a notoriously sort of difficult venue that they, they score goals on. But... Um, so I, I got uh, my prediction right last week, by the you way. Did. Just to, just to yeah, point out, right? 2-0. 2-0. We, recorded. we didn't do one against Rovers because we knew they were going to get bit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I suppose I'll, so I'll kick off in terms of prediction. If we, uh, I know you're, by the way, if we're doing this on, on Zoom here tonight and, and Kev's looking very, very relaxed since he's, he's, since he's left the Derry Journal, you know, so um, before I give you a prediction, how's life been, Kev? Because you look far too relaxed for my looking. I look, as I say, it's, 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 it's about relaxing. Yes, I'll give you that. But, you know, things will, things will move pretty quickly, shortly, I would say. Well, that sounds good. That sounds promising. Well, something has to happen, you know. We can't, we can't, just, you know, a life of luxury uh, for the rest of my days. So, Talks yeah, thank you. Talk, talk, we're giving me a ring here. Uh, but uh, Ali McCoy just is not, I had Laura Woods now, no chance. Uh, so, <laughs> no, as I say, look, we're, 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 we're getting on with things and we're, we're, we're checking a few things out. I know. I'd like to thank a few people that sent a few messages. They they wish me all the best and always mention them at the podcast and all and stuff like that there. Like so, uh, it's very nice of them and I'll I'll try and get them all at least a, a fiver or a bag of chips or a pint for their kind words. But no, as I say, it's just we'll, we'll still be covering the beat at the brandy one and stuff like that there. And uh, while we we may have left the, the Dairy Journal, we'll still be at the brandy one and, and and way games and stuff like that there. As for for shells, uh, look, I, I don't know. Look, it's just the, the way Shelburne playing, the way Derry have been playing. RT bearing up, be picking up for <laughs> a live game on Friday night, which I know they haven't. But you know what I mean? It wouldn't be wouldn't be one you'd be going. Oh, I must get that on TV quick. No, but it's definitely for for Duff being there. I don't know if he's going to uh, be able to. They sort of hazard a guess of what Barry Higgins' team's going to be. You know, he doesn't. He only had seven out of on like nine subs on the bench and stuff like so he has limited but in terms of of the way he plays whether it's the three five two or whatever that he's doing so you can't second guess for Higgins but I, I would I would think whatever team he puts out with Dominican back and all now I, I do bear in mind that the pressure on this match now I think Derry will want it. Uh I just think that you know they played some nice football at times without being effective in that final third. But I think that they could they could strip a one here. I would I would go one 0 if I'm gonna put my neck in the liner. 
one all day. I look look at the, the squad that he, he's starting to get, you know, the the, the sort of you don't like to use the word fringe players because it is unfair and they've played a big part in the last couple of weeks. But yeah. your next year, Brad Gavin is stepping up, your Jordan Maganoff's coming back and they came off the paint. He came in. Uh, you then obviously you know obviously Dominican's not a French player, you know, when he's coming back and he gets sixty odd minutes down the talker. You're starting to slowly get boys like the likes of Dominican back, Connolly come off a bench too. So you, you know, you, you can change it up mm. and you hope young Brandon keeps up his form because as I say the last two games he's been influential and I think Derry's done in the final third. Uh and uh, he has to you have to do it again from you know, I, I can't see but Patrick back anytime soon. Maybe Michael might be back. Uh, but as you say, like Rory did say, they're they're not far away. But doesn't give a time scale. You know, like any manager, not far away. Could be back in two months. Could be back in twenty minutes. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so from that point of view, you, you need these boys. To be fair, who have stepped up. If you have graded out. That's another boy down. Uh, we don't know how bad a dead leg could be. You'd like to think. He could recover. But uh, look, I, I have to go with one nil two to be brutally honest with you, because no disrespect, I can't see how Derry can score two. You know, that's just that's just unfortunate at the moment. Like it's just yeah. they give a goal. You might have Shelburne in having they come, but even the games they played against Shelburne this year when they've taken the lead, Shelburne haven't come out to really get at them to try and get Nicholas and then Derry hit them the counter. That hasn't been the case. So I look I'm going for a one nil. Also, so it's an absolute certainty that Derry won five and uh, everybody will just be on slagging us saying you don't have a clue. Well, if they do, happy days, I'll pick it. But um, the, the thing is, just get this one out of the way. It's a difficult one. Then you've got McMullen coming back maybe another week and you've got maybe, who knows, as you said, who knows when Mickey Luffy or Fats will come back from his Achilles injury. But you you get that Sligo game when they when the window is opened and you've got that wee bit of freshness in your squad then. So it's this one, just get it get it over the line and then we can look ahead then we we fresh optimism. Hopefully have clawed a wee bit back from Rovers at the weekend. But uh, we'll 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 talk about that next week. Ah right, well maybe, you know, you know, we're beyond these muckers, Stevie at all, and Stevie might get a wee result against we done dog against Rovers. Look, things might change around. That that's the one thing with the League of Ireland this year. We have to give credit where credit's due. That everybody seems to be beating everybody. You know, to be fair, Derry four or five games ago, if they'd won at Sligo, we're going to be going four points clear. And you switch it now; they're seven points behind. It's that crazy. The league, you can go on a wee run, which Derry need to go on if they want to get things going. While the other way. Uh, Shamrock Rovers are going to say, look, just keep them at arm's length, we'll be happy enough for that and we'll move on. Uh, but Derry just need to get on this horse again and get and try and get a run going and it has to start at, at Togga. It won't be easy, it'll be difficult. Your mucker will no doubt give him a, a handling, young Jack Marlin will give him a, a bit of a handling uh, as he always does. Puts himself in the shop wonder. Yeah. Well, listen, that one was massive after your outburst last year. Uh, uh, so, and then, as you say, then you've Slego, no disrespect, Derry O Slego, because, like, you look at the results, I think it's like one victory in either Nino's versus Slego. And yes, you've guessed it, folks, that one victory was against Derry. So, you know, and the performance that night was shocking, and 
spoke to Shea McLean after the game that night, Rory Higgins, they were both absolutely fuming at how poor the performance was. Yeah. So you would expect, no disrespect, to get a victory at home to Sligo, and then it's all eyes in on the Pharaohs, you know what I mean? So there is a lot of games coming up that are that are crucial. They just get a bit of momentum going. You know, you won the... If you can, if you, basically, if you can win your next three matches, two in the league and one in Europe, well, you know what I mean? It gives it puts a different perspective. A lot of things and fans are bouncing and there's a feel-good factor in the change room and that's that's how quick it is could happen, you know what I mean? And yeah, we've all those players that come back. They all come back and if you look at it and you have your, you select from all your the, the players when they're available, it's not a bad side, is it? Like you know, it's a side that should be challenging, should be going right to the wire with, with Rovers when you have them all back, and uh, so the quicker that happens, the better too. But suppose we'll, we'll leave it at that for this week, folks. Like, um, cheers, Kev, for uh, for for putting your neck on the line and, and saying that the title race is over, but. Uh, no bother, eleven <laughs> on, on, on a Tuesday night. I'm not even employed with them. But anyway, we're not even getting involved with that. <laughs> Folks, we'll, we'll chat these next week. We'll have reaction from from the Shelburne match and, and much more. Like so, hopefully, maybe potentially a new signing. So, to uh, so stay with us, stay tuned. See you next week. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any silly fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.